pathway we've been going down about making decisions and choices and stuff. Um, I'm, I've noticed something in the world, and you probably haven't too, and that is this, that responsibility is not the buzzword. Responsibility is certainly not today's buzzword. Now, I, I decided to get a bit techno. I, I'm, I'm on team at uh, an Emmaus walk. Anyone heard of Emmaus? Yeah, well, I'm on team for an upcoming Emmaus walk, and I had to go to a training day yesterday at the coast. I wasn't supposed to speak. I told them I'm, I'm one of the, doing one of the talks. <laughs> and I told them in advance, I'm not ready. I've been sick and then church and a lot of things. I, I haven't got my talk ready, so next training day I'll do it. So I told them all and I get up there and 20 minutes before I'm meant to do my talk, they come and grab me and go, you need to go into the prayer room because you're talking. I said, I've told you I'm not talking, you know. And they said, well, you are. So anyway, so I had to get up and, and, and make up, I'd live on the spot, this talk. It was about grace though, so I was pretty happy with that. I love that topic. But anyway, but if one of the things I have to do also is have an overhead. They want, they're getting a bit more advanced and now you've got to have PowerPoints. They're called PowerPoints. You've got to have a PowerPoint presentation to go with your talk, which, yeah, don't stick your finger in a PowerPoint, but put it up on a screen. Trust you to think of that. So anyway, if I was a really responsible person and I was talking about responsibility, I'd have an overhead like this, because that's a responsible looking overhead. It looks really, really good. Um, But I'm not wanting to run with that one. So if I was an irresponsible person, I would have that as the overhead for my talk on responsibility. But that would be irresponsible, not my fault, his fault. Uh, But it does seem to sum up the times in which we live today, that one. But I thought I'd scrap that one, and here's the image I thought I'd put up for responsibility. (laughs) When I found that image, there's a little caption down the bottom. It says, you make the mess, you clean it up. But uh, sometimes we find ourselves in messes we didn't make. Uh, But we still have the opportunity to pick up a dustpan and broom and clean it up. Even if it's not ours, it could belong to somebody else or somebody else may have played a role in that. But can. So that's my image for my talk today on responsibility. There it is, a dog. Who's got a dog like that? Anyone? I know none of our neighbours do because they walk straight past the front of our house while I'm having coffee in the morning, stop at the letterbox and nobody touches it. So anyway... Responsibility. In the, the news this week, there was a situation, and I could pluck out a hundred of these, but anyone that, that follows sport, I follow sport, and there's a particular um, um, person, in a Hebrew meathead is the word, but in English, a person, and he just keeps getting himself in the media for the wrong reasons, continues to act irresponsibly and do stupid things. And earlier on in the week, last week during a game, he scored a try and he decided to point to the coach's box and just went off his nut at the coach with the Channel 9 television crews there and Fox Sports there. And of course it became the talking point of rugby league all last week about how, how can you... You just don't do that to your coach. You have a bit of respect for authority. You don't carry on like that. So anyway, the club decided that they had to deal with it and then the club made a statement the next day, and I, I'm, 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 um, I'm not a doctor. I don't claim to be a doctor, and I don't mean to make, and I'm not, certainly not making light of anybody that has mental health issues. But the club issued a statement and said he has mental health issues. And all of the media came out and said, well, that's a full stop. That, that's their way of saying you can't talk about it anymore. This man's not responsible. He's got mental health issues. So that then became the reason why he did it, which effectively took responsibility away from a grown man who carried on like a pork chop uh, to try to get a message across to his coach. Um, Again, 
we don't want to take personal responsibility for our actions. There's always something else that we can hang it on. And again, I'm not um, belittling or taking away the impact of mental health issues in people's lives. Our world has been affected by mental health as, as probably everybody in this room has been to some degree. But the reality of the fact is that uh, in some situations, I think that can be a hat we hang our excuses on and we can, we can always find something to blame for everything. Somebody goes on a bender and drives a car into somebody and kills a mother and her children and goes to court and a lawyer says they were drunk. What are we saying? That's not his responsibility. They were drunk. If we go back one step further, hang on, you picked up the first beer in the first place and you consumed it and you consumed a second and a third and a fourth. But we live in a society that says it doesn't matter. All the stuff that you did that you could take responsibility for doesn't matter. We'll put a blanket over that and we'll come up with a reason because we don't want to take personal responsibility for things. And, and you know what? Nor should we. I think that's the mentality of, of the world today. Why should I take responsibility for it? Something happened to me and because of that... My life is this way, or I'm like this, or I make these choices, these decisions, and it's this never-ending circle because we don't want to take responsibility. Kids are growing up in a world now where it's becoming easier and easier and easier to find excuses for any type of behaviour or anything they want to do. And you know what? Here's the thing. Sometimes the reasons and excuses are very valid, but it doesn't mean that we can't make a choice to still take responsibility. I wasn't brought up in the greatest of environments. My upbringing should suggest that I look very different than I do now. My upbringing should suggest that I would probably be a very different father than I should have been had I just followed the natural course of life and continued to go, well, that's what I saw, that's what I experienced, that was normal for me. But at some point, we've got to stand up and go, you know what? If I want to create a future for me that's flexible enough for change, it starts with taking personal responsibility for my life. It starts with putting my foot down and going, enough of the excuses, even if they're valid and real. I'm going to draw a line in the sand and take personal responsibility. If I don't take personal responsibility for my life, then the future is inflexible. It's set in stone. It is what it is. It's heading in a direction I can't stop it. Because the rest of the world's not going to try to alter the course of my life. It's up to me. And we don't like hearing about responsibility. I guess today I'm throwing um, carrots and pumpkin at you. You know, sometimes we love coming to church and they throw out ice creams and Mars bars. And Today there's a bit of carrot. I hate carrot. Bit of pumpkin. I hate pumpkin. Pumpkin is the one vegetable God did not create. It came about as a result of the fall. <laughs> Don't laugh. You'll, half of you agree with me. We need to learn to take personal responsibility for our life. I don't know about you, I, 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 when I was a kid I used to listen to the radio and you always want to hear music. The older I get, and maybe some of you older people can tell me if I'm normal, I used to go in the truck as an offsider with my dad when he would drive the trucks when I was a kid and I was 10, 11, 12 years old and he'd want to listen to, to talk shows all the time and it just bugged me, like I want to hear the radio dude, what's going on, top 40, all that. Now when I'm older now, my kids get in the car with me and you know what they'll say, oh we listen to talk and sport again dad. We've got to listen to that talk show guy again, Dad. It's like, yeah, we do, sorry. <laughs> Off with the music. The older I get, the more I want to... But you know what really annoys me nowadays on the radio? There's an ad at the moment, and here's what it says. A guy goes like this. All you hear, it's a radio ad, so you can't see nothing. You just hear a guy go, oh! And then what I can only presume is the person working with him goes, oh, what's wrong? Oh, it's my back. It's been hurting me for ages. And then straight away... Without asking a question, when did you do it? How did this happen? 
Straight away, the first response. Have you claimed compensation yet? Seriously? Yet you're not even asking how he did it. And, and I want to write to the, the, the ombudsman or the ad people and go, that's offensive. That is offensive. Because it's, again, creating this environment that, oh, my back's so sore, it doesn't matter how it happened, blame someone. Get some money out of it. You know? I wouldn't want to run a business today. I'm just being brutally honest. I, I feel sorry for business owners and business people because you, just, you must walk around every day thinking, oh, you know, can you not put that cup there, by the way, Dill? If somebody steps on that styrofoam cup and it piece shatters off and go, we're in trouble, the church is closed down, all because you couldn't pick up your coffee cup. <laughs> Take, okay, it's water. Well, what if they tread on it and they sleep and go down? See, when you're not thinking about the liabilities and all that stuff. Should we be living on planet Earth worried about all that stuff? Is that God's intention and God's design for us? I hear that ad and it makes me angry. Amen. I'm angry at it. Because there's not even an indication that this injury happened at work. It's just, I've got a sore back. We'll sue someone. Yay. And you know what? No win, no fee. Wow. I did this. I was... Did my bad back, you know, I slipped over on a banana skin. Never mind that I ate the banana, threw it in front of me and said, look at this, boom. Doesn't matter. Council should have had a sign painted right there saying, no banana skins, you'll slip over and hurt yourself. But council didn't do it, so I'm going to sue the council. And you know what? You'll probably win. This is the world that we live in. It's crazy. I've got a friend of mine involved in <coughs> um, Ballina Council down there. He's about to retire, actually, in a few days. And the things that he tells me, he gets called up because the shopkeeper says the, the tile at the front of the shop is about that high up. Someone's going to kick their toe on it and they're going to sue you. And the mad thing is he knows it'll happen. So he's got to run down there, spend all his money, time, energy, cordon off an area. Why? Because a tile's sticking up a couple of mil. Because if somebody kicks their toe on that, they're not going to go, geez, I better lift my feet when I walk. They're going to go, council, ching, ching. You know? This is the kind of world... That we live in. I, I was looking at a few things online, and these may sound absurd, but this is a true story. This is what happened, and I don't know the proper cr- pronunciations because they're American towns, so maybe you can correct me from the peanut gallery there if I get it wrong. <coughs> but it's an inmate at Butte County Jail. Is that how you say Butte? Okay, an inmate at Butte County Jail explained his absence from jail to the sheriff, to the sheriff's deputies, like this. This is what he said I was playing pole vault, and I got too close to the wall. And I fell over the wall. And when I regained my senses, I ran around trying to find a way back in. But being unfamiliar with the area, I got lost. The next thing I knew, I was in Chico, which I'm assuming is a town some distance away. This is a real excuse that a guy gave. You know? No responsibility. You know, here's the truth. You tried to break out of prison, own it, and get back in there. No, no, no. I was playing pole vault and fell over a fence. Go figure. Happens all the time. Here's another one. This is a weirder. The sales manager of a dog food company asked his salespeople how they liked the company's new ad campaign. Here's, here's how it went. Great. The best in the business. This is what the sales reps and the people said. So how do you like our new label and packaging? Great. It's the best in the business. They all agreed. How do you like our sales force? They were the sales force, so of course they had to say, oh, yeah, we're the best in the business. We're fantastic. So the manager said this. He says, okay. So we've got the best label, the best package, the best ad campaign, and the best sales force. 
tell me why we're in 17th place in the dog food business. He said there was a silence. Finally, somebody said this. It's those lousy dogs. They won't eat the stuff. (laughs) It's the lousy dogs. They won't eat the stuff. Wow. We just hate taking personal responsibility. We don't want to take ownership for anything. It shouldn't surprise us because it started 2,000 years ago in this place called Eden, this garden that the Bible talks about in the book of Genesis. And um, I don't want to get into who, whose responsibility it was, the devil, the woman, I don't know. Adam and Eve made a big mistake. And we, we, we've covered this in the last few weeks, the, the, the straight away. Adam says, well, actually, God, this woman that you gave me, you gave it to me. I didn't even ask for it. You're the one that looked at me and says, not good to be alone. I didn't say, I'm not, hey, I was enjoying this. I had the remote in my hand. Nobody challenged me for it. Watch whatever I want when I want because I want. You know, Esky next to me, whatever. Had hamburgers every night, two-minute noodles, didn't matter. Now we've got to sit at the table. And you said I needed this? Eat pumpkin. And you reckon I needed this? If I was at it, I'd be questioning God. Are you the real God or an imposter? Because you don't seem to know me very well. You know? But Adam turns around and, and says, you know, God, this woman, she gave it to me. But you gave me the woman, so it's between you two. You go over there, the pair of you, and sort this out. Keep me out of this. I've done nothing wrong. I've just done what I'm told. And I've been doing what I'm told ever since. You know? That's Adam's sort of thing. And of course, Eve goes, you know, the devil made me do it. He... We don't want to take responsibility. Adam and Eve were the first ones to do that. But I want to take a look one step back before that happened. Because Genesis gives us a little bit of insight into human nature and responsibility. In Genesis chapter 1, I want to read verse 28 for a second. I just want to make three really simple points in the little bit of time that we've got this morning about responsibility. I want to speak on this for the next few weeks, so I'm kind of building into something here. Next couple of weeks, we're going to continue to look at this issue of responsibility. Genesis 1:28. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth, subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. The first thing I want us to see in Genesis is this, that God created us to be responsible. God created us to be responsible. God created man and gave him responsibility. You and I were created to be responsible beings. This world we live in now that's trying to get us to loosen responsibility, take responsibility away, become more irresponsible, it's pulling us away from our very nature, the very way that God made us. How many of you know deep down inside when you have a responsibility and you fulfill that responsibility, you feel good? You feel good about yourself. When you've done the right thing and you know that you're meant to do this and it's a responsibility, something you carry, you feel good. There's this thing inside of us that gives yourself a thumbs up and goes, yeah, you did the homework on time and you got it to the teacher. Yes. You know? You, 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 you made the bed in the morning when you woke up, Bevan. Kylie didn't have to come back in later on and go, you didn't do it. You made the bed and you go, yeah, thumbs up, Bevan. I made the bed when I got out of it this morning. <laughs> you know? When you go to work and you work hard that day and you do exactly what you're meant to do, whether you're running a business or you're an employee, and you go to work and you put 100% in 
and you do what you need to do and you, you, you walk away at the end of the day, you feel good. How many of you know the reverse is also true? When you have a responsibility and you know you have not stepped up to the plate, doesn't it feel terrible? There's just something on the inside of us. There's this yuckiness about the end of a workday when you know you bludged or you know that you shirked a responsibility or you know you didn't do the best that you could or you didn't do what was expected. There's this yucky feeling on the inside of you. We were created by God in the very beginning to carry responsibility. It's interesting, what did God give us first? The very first thing he gave Adam and Eve, responsibility. He gave them responsibility. We were created by God to be responsible. Now, some of us think that responsibility, it's a genetic thing. You know, some of us are genetically more wired to be responsible, some aren't. That's baloney, I reckon. I don't agree with that at all. We all know deep down inside, even, even, even people that are irresponsible in all these areas of life, they still can. So you can get a child who won't clean his room, who won't do the dishes, who won't put their clothes in, in, in the basket, who, who don't respect mum and don't respect dad. But soccer training's at 3.30 and they never get there a minute late. Never get there a minute late. They're there on time every time. Or the party's on at a certain time and you've got to meet your mates at a certain spot to get picked up and you're there every time. You, we, we can pick and choose the areas of responsibility that we want. Nobody is 100% irresponsible. Even people who appear irresponsible are actually responsible in other areas of life. Just usually probably not the, the, the ones where, they, where it has the biggest impact on the right people maybe. But we're all built for responsibility. God created man and he built us to be responsible. That's the first thing I want to say out of Genesis. Second thing I want to say is this. Responsible people turn good into great. Have you ever gone through the Genesis story? Had a good look at how many times God said it was good? Let me give you a quick journey through Genesis chapter 1. And I'll go very quick. Genesis chapter 1 verse 4. And God saw the light that it was good. Verse 10, God called the dry land earth and the gathering together of the waters he called seas and God saw that it was good. Verse 12, and the earth brought forth herb and grass and yields its seed according to its kind, the tree that yields fruit whose seed was in itself and God saw that and it was. Verse 18, God puts lights in the sky and that to rule over the day and over the night, divide the light from darkness and God saw that it was. Verse 21, God created great sea creatures, every living thing that moves, everything in the water, it abounded according to their kind, every winged bird according to its kind, and God saw that it was good. Verse 25, God made the beasts of the earth according to its kind, cattle, creeping things, everything there according to its kind, and God saw that it was. Verse 31, and God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. What happened just before everything became very good? What happened between good and very good? God created man. God had this space and he had all these things there and it was good. But what makes good really good? When somebody with responsibility steps in. God created man to carry responsibility. And when God got a responsible person in that space, it went from being good to be very good. Think about your business. Think about your home. Think about your school. Think about your church. It can be good. 
But if you get people in there with responsibility, it can be great. Get people in there who are irresponsible, it can be really bad. Get people in your business that don't carry responsibility, that don't want to be responsible with the jobs they have. You can have a good business and it can go south in a hurry, it can go bad. Go to a school where the teachers don't fulfil their responsibilities, don't carry their responsibility, don't feel the need to be responsible with the students, with the education they're teaching. Go to a church, go to, go to a, a gathering of believers where nobody has any responsibility to reach the lost. We don't care. We don't feel like it's our responsibility to be God's light and salt in the earth. Go to that place and see. See, things are kind of neutral. The world was neutral. God said it was really good because he makes good things. But when he put somebody in there with responsibility, he said, now it's very good because now I've got somebody responsible to make sure that this creation I've made goes from good to great. The problem is we didn't stay that way. We made a mistake, we slipped up, and we handed responsibility over, and we started making excuses. But in the eyes of God, the world went from good to very good to great on the back of having somebody responsible in the garden now. It's interesting. Everything's good. Now, God creates man, says, here's what I want you to do, look after it, do all this stuff, and then he sits back and goes, now it's very good. Now it's very, very good. Responsible people turn good into great. We've had this big kerfuffle at Dreamworld recently. You know, Dreamworld's neutral. It's just a fun place where you can go, and, but it's just a space with buildings and rides. It's neutral. You've got staff in there who are responsible, do their jobs, do their safety, all that stuff. Mate, people go in there and it's great. You slip up on your responsibilities and you stop checking things and you stop doing maintenance and you stop caring about your job and what happens? It goes the other way. The space is neutral. When it's built, the owners of Dreamworld would have sat back and went, wow, that's really good. But you know what? It's really neutral until you get people in there who are going to either turn it into something great or something that's not so great. And people who have responsibility go into spaces and they turn them into great things. People who are responsible come into your business and they make it great. Irresponsible workers, they'll push your business the other way. Responsible people produce. Responsible people make things go from good to great. And the third thing, point, and we'll wrap up. Responsibility always achieves more than obedience. Responsibility achieves more than just obedience. In the beginning, what did God do? He creates the world. He creates man. He gives them a lot of responsibility and one rule. What happened when they stopped being responsible? Got to bring in all these rules. Why? Because you're not responsible. I can't trust you just to be responsible. Do what's right. How many of you have kids at home and uh, maybe you've all been through this and maybe some of you are going through it right now and maybe some of you have never gone through it. Maybe your children just do all this naturally. But in our house, <laughs> the other night Jackie was telling me I was, I was out so sometimes I don't get to see the miracles in my own home because I'm not there when they happen. But we had a miracle. Dinner was finished. Jackie got up after dinner and moved towards the dishes and all of a sudden Johnny jumped up and Chloe was up and, and, and Johnny's girlfriend was there. She jumped up. Everybody jumped up. And Jackie said it was amazing. Everybody pitched in and the dishes were done. The rubbish was taken out. The benches were wiped down. We were sitting back down watching someone. It was great. Everybody just jumped up, took responsibility to clean the kitchen and it just happened like that. But how many of you know that doesn't happen all the time? 
So if that's not going to happen, what have we got to do? Okay, you're on this week, you're on next week, I've got to put rules in place. Because if you're not going to take responsibility and step into that space and do something just because it's right, just because you carry a sense of responsibility, see, where people are irresponsible, you need rules to control them. Responsible people will achieve so much more than purely obedient people. What do you want? Do you, I don't want a church of obedient people with a thousand rules saying this is how we do things. God didn't want a world with a thousand rules saying, hey, now, now you can't do this, you've got to do this. God, God doesn't want that kind of relationship with us. God created people to be responsible so that he didn't need all these rules in place, all these rights and wrongs and you can, you can't. God just thought, you know, I'm going to create a race of people. I just want you to be responsible. Here's your duty. Here's the things you've got to do. Husbands and wives, if we're just responsible with each other, you avoid those scenarios where you've got to place kind of you know, rules on each other. You're only allowed out Saturday night's your night and then Friday night, my night, you know, and you've got to do this and you've got to be home by this time. Hey, just, if there's no responsibility, then we've got to put something in place to keep the train moving forward. And so we bring a whole bunch of rules and regulations and so on in. But you know, I don't think that's what God wants for us. I've got a theory, and here's my theory, and I'm going to throw this on all of you right now. The most responsible people in the world should be sitting in buildings right now this morning worshipping God. I believe that we should be the most responsible people. If you have a responsibility, we should be doing the best at it. If you're a student and you're a Christian, then you should be doing the best in that field. If you're an employee, you should go to work and give your best. Don't make excuses. You go to work and you give your best. The Bible says, do everything as if you're doing it unto God himself. If you're an employer and you've got people under you, you should be doing your best. You should be the best employer, treating those people with respect and dignity. I believe that the church, we should be the most responsible people on earth. God operates this way. Let me tell you something. You, wouldn't, you, you can't be in relationship with God. How do you get into a relationship with God? What's the first thing you do? You take responsibility. We call it repentance. What's repentance? I'm taking responsibility, God, for what I've done. God, I'm taking responsibility for my contribution to Jesus having to die on that cross. I'm taking responsibility for it. Repentance is not blaming everybody else. Well, God, look, it was because of my parents, it was because of this. That's not repentance. That's not repentance. Entryway into relationship with God starts on a personal level with me taking responsibility. And you know what? It should be maintained from that moment on. We take responsibility for our lives. Uh, finish up now, 12.06. We've gone a few minutes over. But I want to continue this. I want you to be thinking about this whole concept of responsibility. Because in the next two, three weeks, we're going to stay on this point. So if you don't come back, I'm going to know why. Because <laughs> you don't want me to talk to you about being responsible. But three things. I just want to leave you with those three thoughts this morning as we begin to think about it. Uh, number one, that... God created us to be responsible. Number two, responsible people turn good things into great things. And number three, that responsibility always achieves more than rules. Obedience, pure obedience. Father, I just pray for each of us this morning, God, as we go from here, Lord. Again, let your word germinate. God, I know the minute we walk out of this building that the cares, the worries of life are going to try to snatch that seed away. God, I know that the minute we walk out the door that there are going to be setups for each of us. 
things that will pull our attention away from you, things that will not allow what you're saying to us to take root. God, I pray make each person in this room aware of the plans and the schemes of the devil. And Lord, let the the, the word of God take root in our hearts and let it produce a crop. Let it produce a hundredfold, Lord. Let it produce change. Because God, we're not here just to have a nice time. We're not here just to be another group of religious people with a building on top of a hill. God, we want to change. We want to be your people and we want to take that light and we want to make a difference out there in the world, God. I can only, uh, God, make a difference out there to the degree that I allow you to make a difference in here. So, Father, I just pray for each person as they go this morning, Lord, just bless them on their way. God, and I pray for everyone in this room in the next seven days, give every one of us an opportunity to tell somebody about Jesus that does not yet know him. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Everyone said, Amen. 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 God bless you guys. Uh, have a great week. Uh, music practice on Thursday for those that are, that are there and connect groups this week too. Um, if anyone's interested in, in uh, connect groups too, the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be putting another sheet out there and we'll see if we can't get a, a couple more connect groups started now that we've got a few more people up in this area and we've got the building here too. So, Anyway, have a great week. Have a great afternoon.